0: Hello and welcome to Pickleball Therapy, the podcast dedicated to your Pickleball improvement. Hope you're having a great week and that you're heading into an awesome weekend. This week's podcast, we're going to be talking about something pretty cool. We're going to be talking about my two most important matches. It's going to be a learning experience for you to understand what my two most important matches are. And you might be surprised by what my two most important matches in my Pickleball journey have been. And then in the riff, I'm going to give you a tip to help you focus. It's a tip that I've been working on myself to help you really focus, particularly on those moments that, uh, you know, where you really want to bear down and, and, you know, it's at 9-9 nine, nine or, I mean, you should always try and focus, right? But it ebbs and flows. This tip will help you really get, get focused in on what you're doing. And uh, other than that, uh, you know, if you're, if you're interested, if you missed the Pickleball System class that we just started, uh, you know, it's never too late to let us know that you're ready by going to the uh, PickleballSystem.com and uh, joining us on the uh, uh, waitlist that we have, you apply to join the waitlist. If you're approved, then basically you go on the waitlist and it's a, it's a good step for you to take if you're interested in improving. It's uh, like a, sort of like a promise ring. You're giving yourself a promise ring that you're ready to do this thing and that next time we get going with a class, you're going to be first in line and with a seat secured. Um, so that's what we're going to be talking about this week's podcast, my two most important games and a tip to help you get focused. Let's get some pickleball therapy. There's one part of your body that you should never mess around with, and that's your feet. Your feet are responsible for carrying all over the court for two to three hours at a time while you're playing pickleball. When you're ready to stop gambling with the health of your feet, try the same shoes that CJ and I both wear when we're coaching and playing. You won't catch me at any pickleball tournament not wearing my Tyrol shoes. Tyrol Pickleball isn't a shoe company dabbling in pickleball. Tyrol Pickleball is the only shoe company dedicated only to making pickleball shoes. If you're ready to try out Tyrol Pickleball, use the code BP as in Better Pickleball ten at checkout for a ten percent discount. BP ten. I'll put it in the show notes. All right, this one might surprise you a little bit. We're going to talk about the two most important games I've played, and it's I think it's going to be helpful to you because it's going to frame out for you maybe a little bit differently the way that you look at your results when you're playing. Uh, if you can see the board be- behind me, it says "Winning by Not." right? Uh, so what does that mean, winning by not? And, and you know another way to think about it is you know, from where do you get your fuel? From where do you get your, your impetus to keep improving or to keep learning and growing as a pickleball player? And so let me walk you through them. The very first most important game that I ever played was my first time playing pickleball. And you know I am a believer that pickleball is a sport that there is not a person on this planet that would not enjoy pickleball if they are properly introduced to it and properly introduced is a really important concept in, in the way I'm framing it uh, or in the way that I'm, I'm expressing it. So, again, there's not a person on this planet who would not enjoy pickleball if they are properly introduced to the sport. So what does that look like? What that looks like is, let's say you take a, a, a person who um, has never played a sport before. And let's say they're, you know, 45 years old. Right. Never played a sport before. And you put them on a court with a bunch of 4 0 pickleball players. Probably not going to have a good time, right? Probably not going to be a really good experience. That would not be what I would consider to be a, a proper introduction to the sport. That player is going to be properly introduced to the sport uh, by going to, a, you know, by being introduced to it in a beginner setting with with some rec play and just nice and relaxed time, or maybe some friends and family just goofing off and having a nice time on the court, or a significant other, something like that. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, you have someone who you know who played sports before, and that that was my background. I had played uh, tennis since I was a, uh, a boy, since I was very young, and uh, I was playing competitively, uh, USDA team tennis with my brother, and on a team out of here in Tampa, and we we went to nationals and we competed in the states, and so you know we were a competitive group, competitive tennis, and I got invited, Jill and I, I should say, got invited to play pickleball by our friend Charlotte. And we were on a mixed doubles team. That's how Jill and I was playing tennis, by the way. So uh, we were on a mixed doubles team. Charlotte was the team captain. And Charlotte said, why don't you guys come out and play pickleball with us? And it was a weekend kind of a thing. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I'm like, all right, you know, whatever. We're going to go out there. I was thinking it would be like Kadima or throwing Frisbee or something chill. So we'll go out there. We'll play this pickleball thing. And then we'll go to lunch. And it'll be a nice morning, right, hanging out with some friends and meet some new people. So we go out to the courts. And... Uh, fortunately for me, there was a gentleman named there, a gentleman there named Steve Talner. He's still around. And Steve was the tennis pro, one of the tennis pros at that center and also their pickleball pro. And he happened to be there that morning in the group. And he just put, uh, I mean, I just, I was like, what is happening? Right. I mean, there were some other players out there too, that I wasn't able to compete with because I had no idea what I was doing other than just smashing this plastic ball with my paddle as a tennis player. But, um, You know, I'm always thankful to Steve for letting me see that there's a lot more to pickleball than just bopping the ball around. And listen, to be clear, I'm not, there's no criticism about bopping the ball around. That's perfectly fine. As I mentioned, you know, if you have somebody who has no athletic background and you introduce them, you know, to the sport, the way that I was introduced, probably not a good experience for them. But for me, it was just right. It was just the right temperature to get me motivated, to get me interested in pickleball. There's another match that I'm going to mention that was, uh, important, but not as important as these two. So it doesn't, it's not in the top two. Uh, and Jill actually reminded about it, reminded me about it earlier when I was chatting with her. And it was the first match that we played at the U S open, a friend of mine, uh, uh, Tom DiCaprio is a good friend of mine. He and I, um, kind of came up together and not kind of we did come up together in the sport we met at uh, I think at Northdale Rec Center here and we would play singles against each other it was just a we would just go out there and just do stuff and then we started joining groups of the players and infiltrating the better players and learning together and so it was, it's been a fun journey with Tom but we played in the first U.S. Open down in Naples right coming up in April again this year. actually we're in April already so it's coming up in a week or so Um we played in the first U.S. Open back in 2016 and um, we played against Dan Moore, that got more son, and a very good player in his own right, and Wes Gabrielson, you know, a very good player, so a Hall of Famer. So you have, so we played Dan and Wes in the first game of our U.S. Open experience. We got shellacked, right? But it was amazing to see like what's possible, right? What, what, what? How can this sport be played? And Dan and Wes are amazing, amazing, amazing players, right? And in their day, they were you know top contenders uh, in the tournament. Nowadays, the plays advanced even beyond what we experienced in that game. So that was an important game as well. But but the first one was Steve. And the, the, the reason it's important is because it 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 made me want more, okay, even though it was a loss, which leads me to the second most important game that, that I've ever played, which happened to Jill and I. Uh, we'd already been playing pickleball for a little while. We were decent, decent in the sense of, like, wreck decent, you know. So we were tennis players, converted to pickleball, we, you know, we could handle volleys, we could handle hard balls coming our way. We could also de- deliver hard balls. Uh and usually we won those hard exchanges. So we were able to hold our own in in the in the world of rec play because we were good bangers, right? Um and um and that was, you know, fine at the time. And what happened was it was over the holidays and we were at one of the rec centers and these two gentlemen walked in, it was a father and son, and uh they um uh, they worked actually the son, I believe at the time worked for Selkirk which was the paddles that Jill and I were playing with. And so they came into the rec center and they looked like they meant business. Very nice, very, they're very nice. They were super nice about everything, but they look like, okay, these are pickleball players. And so the the consensus of the group was, well, you and Jill go play, right? I mean, you guys go handle handle this and, and you know represent the honor of the courts or whatever it is. You know, Just go out and play them. So we did. So we get out on the court and uh, again, they were very friendly, very nice, but they were very good Pickleball players. What I realized in that game, and I'll tell you what happened in a second, was that Jill and I were good athletes, perhaps. We were good tennis players. We were not very good pickleball players at the time, even though again we could succeed at what we were doing. And I think the as I recall correctly, the game lasted like all of three minutes of that. And it was 11 0 I mean, it was like it wasn't even a contest. It was just it was a slaughter. And what the two players were doing was they were using a combination of soft game and the ability to withstand our power to just demolish us. And what that looks like is they were hitting third shot drops. Now, at that time, we really hadn't seen third shot drops a little bit, you know, but not like these two gentlemen hit. You know, they were hitting them into the corners and they were doing things which now, to, to, you know, now when I see it, it's, it's a good shot, but it's like, okay, standard, fair. But back then it was like, my God, what is happening to us? Uh and like and they can handle our power. So we had no weapons to fight them with. We didn't have the soft game. And that's something that I think it's a it's a moment of uh it's one of those aha moments, one of those light bulb moments, particularly for tennis players who transition into into pickleball, sometimes for racquetball players and other players who you know have sports where you hit the ball hard, to come into pickleball and say, Hmm, you know what? That that soft game, that's uh that's uh, pretty useful. And so I to me it's the second most important game that i've played because it showed Jill and i um i guess it's Jill and me where we were in the game and it spurred us on further in other words we we it, it really it crystallized uh, it was a crystallizing moment for me, and what I want you to notice about both these matches is that they're both losses right they're both you know not great in terms of you know wins and losses i mean I lost both of them. Um, and all three situations actually lost and lost badly, but those situations are what spurred me to become the player that I am today where I can compete at the senior pro level, you know, winning sometimes, losing sometimes, but definitely in the mix and competing and where I can, you know, I feel comfortable on any court. I don't care if it's, you know, a pro player, uh, you know, 4 a, a 3-5, a 4-5. It doesn't matter to me. I'll play with any player and I'm comfortable on the court. Why? Because of these losses. These losses are what framed out where I am today. And what I would suggest to you is, when you're playing, maybe look at sometimes you know when you're when you're you know let's say you're you've moved to a different court potentially, or you're you got invited to play in a group and it didn't go well, you know well in the sense of okay I didn't I lost some more games than I'm used to losing. Use it as a growth opportunity, right? Use it as a as a as fuel, right? To feed you to to say okay now i see something that i didn't know before that i can use, that i can work on to improve my game and that's why i put that on the board here winning by not so it's winning by not winning right um, and you you you're winning because you're getting information you're getting um, you're getting uh not passion but you're getting basically that that impetus right that that signal that your brain sometimes needs to say you know what i'm going to go back and i'm going to relook at this or i'm going to work at that we tell that to the students inside the pickleball system, you know, what will happen is you'll go through the pickleball system and you'll improve. Okay. And then, so the question is, okay, what now? And what we'll often say is go through the system again. Now go back through the material. Because what happens is you have, you know, when, when you're, when you, as you play and as you advance as a player, what happens is you, um, you know, you're either seeing different players or you've changed as a player. And so going back through the the process of the system, <clears throat> excuse me, will help you um continue to improve. You know, sometimes you're hitting a return of service a certain way and it's working well, and then all of a sudden you're on a different court and you're like, hmm, that's not working as well. Maybe not be working as well because the players you're playing have changed a little bit, right? Maybe they're they're the higher level players, and now you need to relook at your return of serve and maybe tweak it a little bit to work for that group. And it's a process; it's a growing process. But consider looking at your days that didn't go so well as incentives to continue your growth as a pickle player, pickball player, and welcome them, welcome them, and say, you know what, this is awesome because it's shown me something that I could work on and improve in my play. And in the Rift today, I'm going to give you a tip on something that you can use to help improve your play. You can use it tomorrow, next time you play, and you'll be able to focus better, particularly in those moments that are absolutely key that you want to make sure that you're bear down and really, really, really do your best in that particular rally. So stay tuned for the Rift. If you're listening to this podcast, you're a little more serious about your pickleball game than the average bear. When you're looking to improve your game, it sometimes can be difficult to know who to turn to or who to trust. Well, you know, you can always trust me, Tony Roy, and CJ Johnson. We are two pickleball professionals dedicated to helping you become the best pickleball player you can be. Let's keep working at it together. All right, let's talk about focus. And I'm going to give you, a, and I'm going to jump right into this and give you a very specific tip that I have been using to much success uh, lately. Uh, it's a tip that I've used before, too, but it's a tip that it's gonna seem super obvious to you. you're gonna be like, Come on, Tony, what are you telling me? This is nonsense you're talking here, but it's a tip that'll really help you with understanding uh your um and not understanding but with focusing right and with getting into into really getting into the groove of the situation, really zoning in on what's happening and it's as simple as the simplest of tips: watch the ball, and I don't mean. Kind of watch the ball or like be looking in the direction of the ball. I mean take your eyes and put them squarely onto the ball and continue looking at the ball all the way until you make full contact with that ball. And I'll give you a couple areas where it's really helpful. One is on your return of serve. You know. You missed a return serve, let's say, and so you're maybe, maybe you weren't really focusing. You weren't really, you know, keyed in on what's happening. The next time that the, the, the player goes back to serve and you're the returner, get down a little bit lower, right? I mean, obviously within your comfort of your body, but get down a little bit lower in your stance and, and pick up that ball, like as soon as it gets hit and you're just watching that ball and you're, you're moving with that ball as the ball's traveling, you're still looking at the ball all the way until the contact or the, the contact zone. So, you know, it's, it's technically not watching it hit the paddle because that's apparently, the you eyes know, doesn't work that way. It's a, it's a, the timing's not, not good enough, but you can definitely watch it into the contact zone, right? All the way in until you make contact with the ball. When we play pickleball, there's really only one thing that matters. There's like this sort of demigod, if you will, on the court. And that's the little yellow ball you're playing with, right? Assuming it's a yellow ball um, that's it. You know, the ball goes left, you go left, ball goes right, you go right, ball goes deep, you move back, ball goes, you know, forward, you go forward. So the ball is the boss on the court, right? Of, of what we do, right? We're the bosses of ourselves, but the, the, the ball controls what's happening on the court. Really spending that time focusing on that ball will help you tremendously as you get ready to hit the ball. Use the same thing when you're hitting dinks. So say you're hitting some dinks and you just, you, you missed a dink, very next time you really want to start just i mean it's like the ball you can't get your eyes off the ball you know as you're as you're hitting it. What happens a lot of times is we 'll track the ball and then we'll kind of get lazy right we'll get a little loose with our tracking of the ball, and so okay, the ball's going to my left, I know the ball's going to my left, and we just lose sight of of continuing to track the ball right and so you want, the more, the more you can focus yourself on tracking that ball all the way into your paddle, so to speak, the better you'll be able to focus on the shot you're hitting. And the last area is on volleys. And this is an area that I was a little bit miffed at myself this last weekend when I played uh, on Sunday. Um, I missed two uh, poach putaways, which normally is my speciality, you know, coming across on my, on my forehand side, coming across and crushing balls and, and, and putting fear into my opponents, but. I missed two of them, you know, and towards the end of a, of a very contested match. I think we ended up losing either 24, 22 or 23, 21. We were playing rally scoring, but you know, and, and I know why I did it. I did it because I took my eye off the ball, literally. Like I just didn't, I didn't like keep my eye focused on the ball, which would have kept my mind focused on the shot. And then I would have executed the shot instead As soon as the ball came across and I poached, I was like, oh, that's nice. And then I, I don't know, (laughs) I was like, what's for lunch or something, (laughs) wherever my brain went, because I was no longer so focused on the ball. So in those situations where you really want to, you know, hunker down, so to speak, or bear down on the situation, spend your time focusing on the ball. Uh, It's going to be hard to do like for every single rally, because it's just, it is is a tiring process to do that level of focus. But when you get in the situations where you've missed a shot, or you get in a situation where you're like, you know, I really need, we really, really need this rally, pay more attention to the ball, and you'll focus and you'll hit better. All right, so that's this week's podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Next week, I got to remember to introduce myself. I always start the podcast, and I've, i I listen to a lot of podcasts. So I know everybody always says this is my name. So if you haven't know my name, I now, my name is Tony Roy. Hopefully, we, uh, we've already uh, met in the podcast before, and I'll try and say it at the beginning of the next podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Uh, It helps you get notified when new podcasts drop. And if you can leave us a review, it's very helpful to us. If you can leave us a review, we really appreciate it. Uh, If you can give us either a star rating or type in a little review, again, very helpful to the podcast and lets us reach other players just like you. And lastly, if you enjoyed the podcast, share with your friends. If you enjoyed it, they probably will too. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time.